Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello guys, welcome back. Another week gone by, another rather exciting week. Um, the way I see it is not much of a movement on the market though, but there's few things worth uh, mentioning. Um, overall, I think um, that the biggest things that happened this week is two things really, is um, the gold price as well as um, the Tesla. Um, and also, of course, um, political-wise, I mean, for me being a Hong Kong Asian, say, running in UK, I'm uh, also uh, very much uh, liking to find, you know, engage in finding out more what the US doing with China. And the, um, the shutdown of the uh, Hudson Consulate, um, giving something to do out to shut down and girls, and then apparently um, there were photos or pictures of the Chinese um, workers in um, in the Houston consulate burning things in the background but uh, I think that is just um, you know normal as far as I'm concerned I don't know why people in America making big news out of it I mean just just to think of it if Americans have to move out of their own you know um, consulate or, or whatever the buildings and um, in another country and they've given Two days, three days move up. Do you think they can obviously take their things away? And also, I mean, also given the fact that, um, yeah, some people may say they can just use a shredder. But uh, Americans try that. And what happened when they moved out of Iran? A uh, long time, so after 20 years ago or something. Um, the Iranian was able to uh, look at the shredder paper and put in things together and find out, you know, what uh, America had been trying to plot against the Iranian regime back then. Um, the American learned that... Um, experience and so is our other countries as well so it's no news I mean, for the Chinese burning document I think like 2018 when the American telling the uh, Russians uh, to get out from their um, embassies or something you know they're um, Russians they burned their, their stuff too so I don't know why it's such a big you know hoo-ha talking about it uh, but um, whatever happened on Wednesday then uh, I think it was Friday or, or Saturday uh, the tick for that coming back from China and uh, one of the US consulates get closed um, so this is just um, whatever is happening between US and China just very much politics and and um, the market basically react to it a bit uncertain about you know the the instability between the two countries, but ever since uh, Donald Trump has been up in the um in become a um, um president of the United States, um the U.S. has been firing guns to all, to all his neighbors and you know, friends or foes alike, and uh, of course you have the deals on in was it November wasn't it or January this year, um. Uh, with the deal between U.S. and China, but as far as I'm concerned, I think I, I've mentioned appeals in my podcast. It's nothing much in there, especially to get out close with the um, coronavirus. Both sides can get out of it. So this, um, I think, um, Donald Trump actually said a few days ago or last week or something. It's not you know not thinking China will uphold the, the deal. I mean. I think put put it the other way around. I don't think U.S. can put up the deal with the so many things that has been you know 
uh, going on around the world, especially in America with the coronavirus in China too and around the world. You think that the U.S. have enough um, produce to actually sell um, whatever product is to sell to China? And China probably would just continue to buy more agricultural products, given they recently, I think last month or so, all of this month as well, um, with the flood problem, uh, now you got the the uh, pig swine or Af- African brain or whatever it is, pig pig out pig um or uh, pig disease in there. Um, they they more than welcome to you know more than really want to buy it from um America for agricultural product, but not the other stuff obviously. But um, but for the for buying more stuff from from China to you from U.S. you know for China to buy that. It's not much of an ass, basically, but the uh, coronavirus soured the relationship a lot more, and um, it's it's quite it's quite breathtaking as well. I'm gonna see for the last six months when people were saying it. all sort of conspiracy theory and you know, tit for tat uh, information coming out and you know, U.S. keep on pointing finger at China, but you you got got to think of you know, um, you the world keep on saying led by U.S. saying China didn't share enough information quickly enough. Um, but one thing though, I mean, is U.S. government really that dumb? You know, they they're facing a communist country, which uh, with history of lying, history of not sharing information in a timely manner, history of covering things up. America just say what? Oh, China should come up with the information earlier. <laughs> shouldn't you turn the things on its head and say, shouldn't U.S. be more aware of it and then say the Chinese might be covering things up like before, like SARS back in the 20th, oh, 2003 and other times as well and get themselves ready and, you know, for the pandemic. Then the other thing is, you know, they, they didn't do much with it. I mean, the West, the, the Western world didn't do anything uh, much until um, the virus, uh, coronavirus sort of detected Italy and mass opening in Europe and then American, you know, so as UK start to say something and start to do something and expose how bad uh, how badly the Western world is to uh, f- um, prepare, badly prepare to face a p- pandemic. Um, let, let alone um, all this, um, you know, not shutting down this border quickly enough kind of thing and following what Chinese does or what the Asian does. You know, they, they, they keep on saying, the rest keep on saying China is bad. You know, on the pandemic side, UK say that, Australians say that. Um, I think Canadian is the one that's keeping them mouth shut. Uh, even even Germany is a bit rumbling, and France definitely say something too. And um, but overall, I would say this: yes, China may be at fault, but as much as fault is, so is the West. And also say that you know they they're not even ready. They haven't stopped out the you know the closings and stuff for any pandemic. Let, let let's let's say let's say. Um, Hypothetically, Middle East got hold of some virus, whatever it is, it created from another country and just spread it in America, spread it in Europe. What do they do? You know, the the European and so is American, I think, and especially UK too, probably much prepared for a uh, you know dirty bomb kind of scenario or uh, terrorist attack, but not really uh, you know you know, using some biological warfare. They probably prepare more prepared of some. Um, biological bomb or something, you know, uh, anthrax or something, but not a uh, lot, lot of biological, you know, forest, that kind of thing. And there's an enormous question of where that forest actually came from. I mean, U.S. actually came out and said, you know, we did fund, you know, a lot of uh, forest research or whatever. And um, China is one of the places of Wuhan, the lab, test lab days where the outbreak start, first started in China. It's definitely one of them. It's been funded by America. Um, I mean, Chinese being Chinese, 
they probably borrow some of those technology you know, with uh, agreement from the U.S. government as well. U.S. government actually say they they actually did you know uh, pay the money for for China to do the research. I won't be surprised the uh, the actual virus itself is man-made and uh, and uh, the gene or something probably come from the West, maybe America as well. And then China basically yeah just they they want that technology. They want to work on that virus things and and that uh, here we go. But for America, keep on pointing finger to China. I mean China can. Yes, it's probably guilty for not sharing information, whatever, you don't like communists, whatever. But you know, for the rest of the world, keep on just saying China is bad, China is bad. I think Chinese is basically having enough. And you've seen the last, um, I think most likely this year, it's after signing the deal with the U.S., it's a lot more focal, a lot more pushback. Even the you know, Chinese you know, communist news, let, uh, news outlet on YouTube is you know, a lot more videos about you know the West about you know, in Hong Kong as well. They push back a lot, and uh, the rest can do whatever they like. But um, China is just go- not going to be you know like oh Russia, or oh USSR, or oh Japan. It's much more enormous piece of you know country. A lot more people there, and a much stronger position than you know two hundred years ago when China was you know. You know, if you watch Bruce Lee's films, sick man of Asia, you know, it's not anymore, okay? China is not sick, and it's not weak, and it's quite strong. Economically, it's number two in the world, you know. Um, military might still probably, you know, quite far off America, but with really American try to uh, go to war with 1.7 billion Chinese? You know, economically, it's a suicide. Actually, if you actually go and, you know, have a war over there, you know, uh, it's quite enormous, you know, to transport uh, all the um, military equipment and supply chains and stuff and food and stuff. Yeah, it got a lot of other stations around Southeast Asia. It's always been, you know, you know, uh, American base, you know, surrounding China more or less for for that type of thing. But you know, both sides also have a nuclear bomb. You know, if Chinese really get squeezed, you think China's just going to not sit down and let. Um, American just do whatever you like. I don't think so. But this tick for tat things really causes a lot of issues. And then, um, it in the background like this, um, gold now just gone up to more than um, I think on Friday, uh, gone above um the third um nineteen nineteen uh, nineteen hundred twenty or something. That's the last high. Um, basically, was um last high reach back in um. 2011 and um, I'm basically watching that and uh, as I said before gold this year make already 20 to 30 percent increase already so this just continue and it's quite uh, iron open to try to see how, how it goes up so now we have a new high um, I think reached on Friday about 19 uh, just above 1930 or something and then come back down again but uh, it's still sort of you know ended the week above 19 1900 for gold and silver is you know catching up you know i say last week or so once it break the 20 marks it will just go and really did it just gone up to like 22 23 marks i was expecting going to be up 25 but it's uh, not as fast but definitely we see a lot more you know, movement and my view is this is only you know the first taste um, especially when the dust settle a bit more uh, with the coronavirus and American and the rest of the world probably push China on trade and the coronavirus and all sorts of things you know um, try to gang up on China um, China just gonna have a tough time and then this geopolitical problems um, it's gonna push the oil price uh, up a bit 
um, just worry about you know war and stuff and things like that. And China's been you know, using loads of oil as well, and it might it might push up the the oil price. Um, or partly of that, and also partly because U.S. dollars has been you know uh, weakening for the last week as well, and gone down to I think below ninety four now, um, ninety four. Or the index or U.S. dollar index that causes uh, uh, help as well the the uh, U.S. dollar weakness and help the the um, the gold price and silver price going up, and uh, we just have to wait and see. This is uh, to me anyway as a trend follower is a is is a gift. You know, uh, this this year, sorry to say this, it might be we might all facing coronavirus and some of us losing jobs, but it's not from market point of view. It's a gift after gift. You know, you have gold price initially because assassination of our Iranian general uh, in Iraq by American, and then you have um, the coronavirus outbreak, and then the massive amount of money coming in from the feds and then pump the market back up again. And uh, now gold basically uh, going up because the U.S. dollar finally, you know, weakening. And then you have, you've seen those, those kind of things happen. So, um for trend following anyway this year trend there's just trend everywhere just lo- loads of things and it's quite good so the other thing is in here and it worth talking about is uh, Wednesday um, Tesla actually came out with the, with the result um, I don't know about you as far as I'm concerned yes yeah, it looked great but then why the price gone up you know showed up so much on Tesla and it's just really really scary I mean it's gone as high as like 1800 or something and came back down um, it's it's why worrying on, on during this week anyway for the um, for Tesla price to move up. I mean the the earnings over there is like two dollars per share or something. Let's let's even give it three dollars and you know rate it like you know three dollars over eighteen hundred, the highest you know amount of time of the makes. It's like less than point one percent per share in its making its earning, and um, that is for you know for a company with enormous enormous. Uh, um, what you call projected, you know, uh, price to go continue. Have a, you know, you know, it's just a lot of people hoping and thinking that it will just uh, be another one that go to the moon, so to speak. But from as far as I'm concerned, I'm not sure how old you are, but if you have been around and you look at, you know, the dot com bubble, 2003, it reminds you of one share in particular, Amazon. I remember Amazon was like, you know, selling everything. Before it's just doing both and start to reach out to selling other things. You know, the earnings wasn't doing much. It's burning loads of money and uh, try to get more people onto the sites and doing all sorts of things. And the price just continued. Amazon just up and up and up and up. And that that is the era. I mean, the dot-com bubble was there. It was like everybody who, any company who has a dot-com at the back, you know, with a, a web um uh, presence and even not not making much sales or making much money web is uh, in the share price in the public company just goes up the roof and Amazon is one of those and uh, uh, basically it is really scary actually looking at Tesla uh, the one the reason why I included in my portfolio or sample portfolio last week uh, last two weeks or so is because of this biopolic uh, move up there and um, week to actually see the price gone to 1800 earnings of you know uh, no more than three dollars per share i mean that's like you know very very extremely high expectation that the company is going to make loads of money um yes um to me tesla have enormous um what you call um 
uh, value itself, but I think the market is over overrating it. Yes, he is selling cars, electric cars, very nice, and self-driving as well. And that that software, the AIs and stuff, you can use in a lot of other applications as well, and that's wonderful. But um, for the share to move up so high so much is uh, scary to me. Also. I'm not sure if you follow any Asian news, but in China, I think for the past month or two, Tesla having now with this uh, uh, manufacturing base, you know, one of the uh, hub is in China, selling into China, and so he doesn't have to pay the enormous, you know, tax on cars, import cars and stuff, and um, he's basically having problems with his Model Three sales. He's cutting price for about the last month or two, twice already. Now, if the Model 3 or Tesla brand is selling really well in Asia or in China, in this particular one, why do they have to cut price? You know, the coronavirus, yes, hitting everybody, that might be an excuse, but why do they have to do it twice? And that means, the, you know, Chinese market is suffering just like everybody else. And for the U.S. market, suddenly, you know, look at Tesla price, share price, and just like gone up the roofs, really scary. And I think... This might end up in tears. I'm sorry to all those boos of uh, for Tesla, and also sorry for the bears. I think the bears probably finally get it, but not not soon. Not soon enough for them. You know, they got squeezed when the Tesla price gone up above the thousand mark, and now gone to you know as high as eighteen hundred. But in the last week or so, and it's it's uh, it's probably will come. And uh, the, the the bear probably have its day, but not not yet at the moment. But it does smells of really. Uh, enormous share price moving up and everybody gone crazy on Tesla and it just feels like 2000 and 2003 dot-com bubbles here again and um, it's, it's just basically something that I need to watch out for and um, uh, I think there's enormous uh, opportunities for people to make money out of this so this week basically is just just that it's just basically go Tesla and uh, and a tip for tapping in US and China and um, basically that sort of rocked the market a bit and that is basically my um, my uh, update for this week. And let's look at the portfolio, sample portfolio, and see what they say this week. Okay, first of the bat is Apple is continuing to buy for this week. For short term is a buy, medium term is a buy, long term is still a buy. Um, Amazon have recovered a bit. So short term this time is a buy of this week now, change from last week's sale to this week buy. And medium and long term is still buying. US dollar, uh, Australian dollar against US dollar. Well, this one just continued to stay up. And uh, it actually broke above the, the 70 um, point zero mark. So that's quite good. And uh, so short term, medium term, long term still buy. So um, this this is uh, going to be the theme. So the weaker the US dollar index, the you know, other countries for foreign currency seems to be you know, going to get stronger. And uh, Australia is basically picking things up, and also a reflection of the the um, uh, gold. The gold price has gone up this week quite well, and um, basically U.S. dollar against you, um, Australian dollar against U.S. dollar just continue to go up. And um, next is Bank crude. Um, basically, again, short term, medium term is still buy, long term is neutral. And TWI U.S. crude oil and short term is uh, buy, medium term, long term still neutral. So this this crude oil here just continued to move up steady as you go, so to speak, and since March more or less a couple of cents here, a couple of little bit here, and just continue, continue, continue. So for the last four months or so, the uptrend has been there, and it's it's doing well, so to speak. So we'll stay put on that one. Next is stacks from. Uh, 
um, Germany. And short-term, medium-term, long-term, all are by at the moment, so still um, quite good at the moment, so still moving up, stay, stay there. Um, Down Jones is still a buy at the moment, short-term, medium-term is neutral, long-term is a buy. But this time, though, Down Jones, um, for me, just be, it's an indication anyway, trend falling wise you know, short-term and long-term is still up, medium-term is a bit um, uh, neutral at the moment. Um, the turtle system two system still be neutral, but if you look at a chart, it seems to uh, you know come up to a little bit of a ceiling, you know, a downward ceiling. Now, as far as I'm concerned, a trend for I don't really care about the, those um, chart patterns and stuff because at the end of the day, it's just just there for, for it to be broken. But it does seems to show this case that this indication that this um, downward trend uh, coming up from the top or like um, a couple about six months or so up. Uh, go to now is uh, still in the downward trend and it's having problem is just couldn't break above this downward trend line so an indication is again go against it but I think it's just like the 200 day moving average it might be there it would take a bit of time for it to move back up above it but uh, we just worthwhile to, to watch out for um, so just uh, watch it okay next is uh, FTSE 100 UK uh, short term is a sell Medium term is neutral. Long term is now changed to sell as well from last week neutral. So, um, well, the FTSE continue suffering. I think you know the spat with the China, you know, not allowing to that we see Huawei kit and those also stuff is is not good as well. Uh, on on that one, uh, France is doing similar things as well now, following the U, uh, UK basically telling Huawei or uh, telling is on mobile operator, telecom operator in general, they can uh, continue to use Huawei kit, but uh, they have to keep on having a, a renewal license, but whatever the license that is going to expire, they're not going to get renewed, and all equipment need to be get taken out from uh, all the um, France network by 2028 or something, 2027. So very similar to UK. And um, so um, Huawei is having a bit of downtime. But one thing for sure, though, if you got a chance that you go into the uh, China market, one thing is going to be happening is China 5G is not going to stop. China's 5G is just enormous advantage and much further than, than other countries. And it just continues serving just itself. You know, 1.7 billion people, let's say 50% of it, you know, is actually a mobile phone. You talk about, you know, eight, 800, 900 million subscribers which is much, much bigger than whatever U.S. or European combined, I think. And um, still going to be you know, a lot of uh, enormous um, opportunity over there. So if you actually got a chance to go into uh, um, the Chinese market, you know, try it. 5G is going to be there. It's going to lead the way before European or Amer- American markets going to move up. Next is gold. Um, well, like I said earlier in, the, uh, in this podcast, well, gold is basically a buy broken. Uh, the new high, um, previous high back in um, 2011, and it's above the um, last time was 1920, 1922. This time, last this week actually broke above. Um, I think on Friday, 1933 or something as high as that, and it came back down again. But it's still above 1900, 1900, and that is great. So short term, medium term, long term for gold is is a buy. So just continue to go there. And again, of course, the U.S. dollar weakness is helping it. Next is Shanghai Index. Well, it's not having a good time at the moment. Short term is a sale, medium term is neutral, long term is neutral. Though this spat between U.S. and China, it is sort of hurting um, 
I think the China, uh, the Chi Chinese share. But the the other thing is, um, there seems to be. I'm not sure if you have followed the Hang Seng Index. Uh, it's quite volatile lately. But the the amount of actually money when actually gone in to the market, uh, when sorry, when the market is going out, the amount of money uh, going into the market is quite huge. It's quite volatile, but the volume is huge as well. Uh, I think it's much further than than the PVC record or something broken or this uh, PVC record. Um, so it's worthwhile that to see, you know, with the spat between US and um, China, and um, they was also saying that they might be stopping Chinese to using uh, American dollars and uh, Hong Kong dollars pegged to US dollars and so forth. But one thing for sure, though, this is, as far as I'm concerned, is politics. You know, just look at the people actually doing things. Uh, it's going into China, goes for Hong Kong, and uh, basically pack a lot or going into the market anyway, even though it's fluctuating quite volatile. But you can, you start to smell that, you know, the hot money is going into uh, going to China, that kind of thing as well. Because, I mean, oh, oh, even all things being equal, um, all the the next wave as well as I'm concerned, the, the move going up is, you know, it should be in Asia and most likely in China itself. I mean, be, being coronavirus hitting uh, Europe, hitting China too and hitting America. But, you know, look at America, is in a mess, you know. Uh, Donald Trump had the way between letting the economy come and come, uh, open up again or to save people and he's, you know, very slow response to, you know, stopping the coronavirus spreading. It's not helping the country and now it's just like, you know, between rock and hard plate. And he's going to divert uh, the problems that he have sort of helped to create in America with the coronavirus spreads and uh, uh, now the, the enormous, you know, problem with reopening the economy. You know, pointing the guns to to China. You know, that's why, as far as I'm concerned, I saw this week of asking the Chinese, uh, one of the uh, consul in Houston, to to close down, shut down, and take for that between China and U.S. on the political front is just basically it's a misdirection, as far as I'm concerned. To basically to, to say two things that is the mishandling of the coronavirus U.S. and also the um, challenge from Joe Biden um, for the U.S. Uh, presidency in November. Um, the Basically, just to create some news and so forth. And Pompeo moved, going around the world and keep on saying Chinese bad, Chinese bad. The problem is there was some funny news going on. Uh, I just heard about it from the, from the a- Asian media. Apparently, there's some uh, U.S. Um, um, news outlet. I, I'm not sure which one, CNN or somebody else, actually asked. Uh, um, basically, asked this, was digging around for Donald Trump's you know empires and stuff, and actually found out that um, Donald Trump is uh, through his company, uh, basically the Trump Tower and so forth, is buying you know eight millions of uh, worth of U.S. dollar of Chinese furniture from China, or furniture from China anyway, and it's quite quite a silly thing when you know this is the U.S. president, um, keep on telling China is bad. Yet it's going to China and buying, you know, s- uh, stuff and produce whatever it is. Or you know, look at the the um, the deal between U.S. and China, forcing China to buy things. I mean, if you think this country uh, this country is bad, don't deal with them then. You want to deal with them maybe in your terms or something. You know, forcing only doing certain stuff. Uh, but then to keep on saying China bad, China is bad, and then yet asking China to you know. Uh, making China buy all this stuff from from US and and so forth. I I don't know. It's just a bit you know um, two sided in in my view. Maybe I'm biased. I'm being hung, um, 
I'm in China. I'm being Chinese. I'm from Hong Kong. Even though I stay in the UK, I'm still, you know, very much uh, Hong Kong Chinese at heart. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's uh, a lot of misdirection going on. It's quite fun actually watching the, the politics that's going on between the US and China. And so Hang Seng is right in the front of it, in basically Hong Kong, and uh, he's having a bit of problem. But uh, I think it's best to watch the, the Hong Kong index because I think the next wave of moving up is going to be in China and it's going through far Hong Kong and it's going to be lots of money going in. But at the moment, it's uh, suffering from, of course, the, the security law and the spat between the US and China on this particular subject. And we just have to wait and see. Uh, next is Nasdaq, and um, short term now is a sell, long term, medium term is a buy. I think Nasdaq is um, the leading cater in basically for um, the American uh, market, and uh, it is showing um, a bit of weakness. I think all this is because one thing and one thing only um, this week really is the Tesla. Tesla is driving things up. And also Tesla now is broken down a little bit this week and it's driving Nasdaq down. So just basically watch this way and see how it goes. Next is uh, Nikkei uh, in Japan. Short term, medium term, long term is all buy. It's all buy, so it's very similar to uh, DAX um, in uh, Germany. Next is silver, similar to gold. Now, um, silver is cross the border by short term, medium term, no, it's a buy. So it's lacking behind the, um, the gold and basically it's gone up again. So it's not too bad. And it's making, you know, you know uh, after the, I say last two weeks or so, I say if it's broke $20, it's going to shoot up. It shoot up quite well, actually. So it's pretty good. So it keeps staying there. But as far as I'm concerned, go and see. Well, this year is just a sideshow. Next year, next year, as far as my if my uh, original thesis and research is correct, I think uh, next year even even more. So, um, I'm, but unfortunately, this year, fortunately for some as well, in a way, I just didn't think it would break this 1900 on go so quickly. Um, we still have you know the f- uh, fifty dollars for silver to to be broken but i don't think it'll be you know touch anywhere in that size soon um probably in go to next year anyway next is us dollar against the chinese yuan on this one is still sell across the board sell short term medium and long term um even though the us dollar is weakening the the chinese yuan is also um uh, weakening as well so we just have to um basically um, uh, wait and see despite between US and China is not good for both countries as far as I'm concerned next is US dollar against Japanese yen um, similar to um, US dollar index is just um, going down so short term medium term now is uh, both change from last week to to sell this week now and long term is a sell as well so um, Japanese yen feels like I mean, getting a lot more attention uh, people buying into safe haven when precisely when the U.S. market seems to be warping a little bit. So just wait and see. Uh, British pound against Japanese yen is next. A short term um, is a buy this week. So change from last week from sell to buy. Medium term and long term is still neutral. So um, next is British pound against U.S. dollar buy. For long term, medium term, the short term is across the bottom of buy. So for British pound, seems to be some movement there, uh, even though... Um, Having issue with China, having issue with Asia, uh, with um, Europe, and also um, um, the coronavirus issue on itself. Uh, but British pound seems to be moving a little bit, so just watch worth it. Uh, watch uh, watching it, you know.
Next is Bitcoin. Um, short term is a sell, medium term long um, is neutral, long term is a buy. So Bitcoin is the one I think I see last week as well, last couple of weeks is coiling, and it's like a little spring is can move up or down. But as far as I'm concerned, on this is still I think on Friday it did stay above the nine nine thousand six hundred mark. So if you stay up there and above that, I think um, there's possibility of a buy. So but it's still coiling as far as I'm concerned. So watch your space and and watch uh, Bitcoin, it might surprise you. I don't know, people were saying uh, Bitcoin is supposed to similar to gold and should move out, but now move gold and silver move up a lot now. Bitcoin still, you know, in the flat line, so to speak, just sideways trade, but it might just move up, who knows? So watch this space, but I think there will be some action there. Next is uh, TLT, basically iShare 20. Um, basically on this one is buy, short term, medium term, long term is a buy. So when the market is wobbling and not doing too well, the mean market, the bond market seems to be doing well. And uh, this uh, TLT, um, iShare 20, basically track the bond market and it's a buy at the moment. Uh, last but not least is Tesla, of course, um, with the wobble on the during the Friday. Uh, it's a sell now, short term, medium term, long term is still a buy. I mean, like I said before, this the the main reason I track this is because I just really don't like the shape of the of the um, of the Tesla share price. But I've been tracking it elsewhere on my own, and it's been buying it. It's um, enormously profitable for me this year, especially since March. But um, I think I I just don't like to look at the chart. If you you have chance to look at the Tesla uh, share price, compare that with for example, um, uh, silver, back in 2011, when the price go like 25-ish and then go up to like 50 in a you know, short space, like three months or six months or so, something like that. That parabolic move is all over the pl- place on Tesla. And uh, last time I thought when it go broke above the 1,000 uh, US dollar mark for Tesla, I thought that was a bubble. Now it's even worse, I think, uh, with all this extra money, that those people who's been furloughed, not working in America, is you know, especially young young kids, young adults, are uh, buying into shares and trading through Robinhood. Uh, Tesla is one of them. I think is chasing, and it's definitely not doing particularly well on this one. I don't know why. Just um, it's just not good at all. I think it probably will end up in tears, but um, who knows at the moment? Short term wise, it's a sell, medium and long term is still a buy. So uh, just watch your space. But when it all turn, uh, there will be basically time, you know, to 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 short the short this um, um, Tesla share and then make some money. So this is the end of my podcast this week. And basically, you, need, you guys need to watch the gold price as far as I'm concerned by. You know, looking at the uh, U.S. dollar index, and then you can look at you know um, the Australian dollar against U.S. dollars and so forth, and it's making making money. So on that side, and I uh, hope you will uh, continue to hold on to uh, gold and silver. Uh, I think it will be quite good, and just wait and see what uh, the markets uh, tell us next. Okay, I will speak to you next week. Bye for now.